Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of Brown Girls Read podcast. This is your host Aman Tiwana and this is Kathy Thakur and both of us love reading books. On this podcast we bring our favorite books to you and discuss the parts that were most meaningful to us and how we found them interesting or relatable as brown girls. Today we are discussing Braving the Wilderness by Brené Brown, The Quest for True Belonging and the Courage to Stand Alone. a book that challenges everything we think we know about cultivating true belonging in our communities organizations and culture you know after a long time i have read a book that resonated so strongly with me the things she says about being true to yourself and to stand your ground and braving the wilderness are amazing i know i just wanted to keep reading more and more of whatever she had to say yeah me too But on that note before we divulge everything about the book let's just get into the discussion. I want to start with the title of the book Braving the Wilderness. Brene says that to go through the wilderness of our lives we need to be able to trust those around us and also to trust ourselves and that requires braving. Braving is a checklist that Brene has created for the process of trusting and it starts with B as in boundaries. which means you respect your own boundaries and others as well r is reliability which means you stay true to your word and it also means that you are not overpromising and you are aware of your own capabilities a is for accountability that you own up to your mistakes and make amends v is void and this is my favorites from this list it means that you don't share what isn't yours to share and usually when it comes to trust we think that our secrets are secrets while we are very happy to gossip when it comes to others so i really love that she called this out a true vault wouldn't do that they would respect everyone's secrets the same damn that's hard to do <laughs> <laughs> moving on i is for integrity and this speaks to your internal values and courage as a person to do the right thing n is non judgmental which is kind of clear and g is generosity we show generosity when it comes to intention and words which means we are not making snap judgments without giving people a chance first which one of these do you think is the most important for you khyati i think the most important for me is it's a very difficult question i i know the hardest to do for me is vault because i love to gossip which is so bad <laughs> non judgment see that is another thing right you want everyone to be non judgmental towards you but you know how are you making an effort to be non judgmental towards everyone else so probably non judgment is the most important to me yeah i feel non judgment is a process like you give it to someone they'll give it back but if you're like being judgy and mean towards someone you're not getting it back that's what i feel right yeah and when you go through this list it almost sounds like common sense right like Yeah to be able to trust someone i need them with some integrity i need them to be non-judgmental i need that person to be reliable accountable and respectful of my boundaries also vault for my deep dark secrets but still so many of us get our trust broken and we sometimes don't even know what really went wrong or sometimes we just have this bad feeling about a person that even without being able to pinpoint we just know that he or she is not a trustworthy person I wish I had this checklist when I was growing up. It would save me so much heartbreak. Navigating through friendships and relationships would be so much easier with this. Yeah, I totally agree. I think all of us should have had this checklist growing up. 
But you know, I think having all of these qualities like boundaries, reliability, accountability, vault, integrity, non-judgment and generosity, I think all of these would require us to be extremely individualistic and our culture does not embrace individualism very easily. Even Brené said something like, being ourselves means sometimes having to find the courage to stand alone, totally alone. And you know, this is very intriguing to me because majority of us make choices in our lives because of the fear of being left alone. I would also think that decisions like being in an unhappy marriage or choosing a career path that's forced upon you versus what you actually want to do, or even denying who you really are versus what other people want you to be. All of these choices that we make are made because we are scared of being left alone. But what is on the other side of it? If you foster up the courage to be alone and you do all of the things that you actually want to do, what happens then? I know people say that they find the true meaning of life and they get connected to their real selves, like, you know, what happens in the movies. But what about if you don't? What if you're just left alone and that's it? I wish Brené Brown would have come to our show. I would have loved to ask this question to her. And Brené, if you happen to listen to our episode, please answer this question. That's the real fear in embracing this, right? What if I end up lonely? And there's no promises, there's no guarantees. So that fear is just so strong. Yeah, and that pushes so many people to make choices that are not aligned with their true selves. Yeah, and speaking of loneliness, Brene talks about her experiences in her school years where her family moved around a lot and she felt like she never found true belonging. I didn't have the same upbringing as Brene, but I too moved around a lot. And only recently I was thinking that when I think of the word home while thinking back on my childhood, there's no one place that comes to mind. And like Brene, I too didn't fit in in a lot of places. So her journey to find true belonging really resonated with me. And I want to ask you if you had a sense of belonging when you were growing up. Yeah, I don't think I I had the sense of belonging because I was always like, you know, that girl who wanted to do something else, something bigger. But I felt really restricted by the surroundings around me. And I feel like my ideas were too different from how my friends were thinking about their lives. Yeah, I too always felt different. And now I'm thinking that, is this something that we all feel? Yeah, that is what I was also going to say, that maybe everyone feels the same way because no one really understands you or takes the time out to understand you when you are a teenager or, you know, a young adult, I guess. Yeah, and at that age, we are ourselves on this journey of trying to figure ourselves out. And we don't know what belonging is, what it means or where we are going, right? Also, you know, when we are growing up, if we did something troublesome, we would get beaten up by our parents. So (laughs) (laughs) that is a real trauma in my mind still, you know. (laughs) So where's the feeling of being at home there? I would imagine the real home feeling is where people understand you. They're not trying to change you. And you're not left to feel lonely. You're right. And that's why I feel... All parents should read this book because the way she speaks about creating these spaces of true belonging for children, I really wish we had that. Yeah, same here. I really wish we had that too. But having said that though, I feel like I understood the true meaning of loneliness only when I moved to the US. It's alarming to me how lonely so many people are in this country. 
and i was talking to another immigrant friend who moved from south america and she feels the same way i wonder if there's some data around immigrants going under depression because of loneliness because i think the culture shock really affects all of the immigrants i'm sure there would be data around it because it's not something unheard of or even surprising at this point right if you tell someone you are depressed after moving to a new place that's kind of the first thing people around you would conclude so maybe the problem isn't the lack of data or understanding but the value that's placed on immigrant lives and their experiences in comparison to your mainstream population definitely for immigrants it's like you neither belong to your own country nor to the country you're living in currently so there's no home and no sense of belonging anywhere yep we are that dhobi ka kutta <laughs> exactly na ghar ka na ghat ka <laughs> now let's talk about the second part of the title wilderness this is something that felt sort of vague and open to interpretation to me and the way i understood it it is that space that you are afraid of stepping into but once you do you inch closer to your authentic self and it's a place where you truly belong to yourself so i want to ask you what is that wilderness for you oh i wanted to ask you this question too i think as women of colors who are ambitious and are not scared to voice their opinion our lives are wildernesses right but on a very personal level one of the other wilderness that i haven't actually braved yet is the idea of not having kids i don't find the idea of having kids very enthusiastic and my parents know about that but i haven't actually had to take a stance because you know i'm just deflecting the subject like you know covid is going on so no kid can come into the world or that's I'm a lie man <laughs> yeah. you know how many pandemic babies exist today <laughs> i know and that's why i think this reason is going to just come back and uh, bite me in the ass at some <laughs> point <laughs> but i understand braving the wilderness when it comes to our parents is completely wild there are so many things big and small where i just don't want another battle with them so i'll just change the topic or give them these mild appeasing responses and my entire goal there is to just get out of the conversation somehow which is totally opposite of being courageous or standing in my own so yeah no wonder that that sense of belonging is missing there definitely you know sometimes you're like is it worth it other times you're like i don't have the energy to talk about this so mostly we just take the easy route and deflect it and we never get in the habit of braving our wilderness right from our childhood i guess we have just been yeah. deflecting our parents <laughs> <laughs> it's been beaten right out of us yeah <laughs> so what is the wilderness that you are braving currently i am totally wild khadi i'm already truly belonging to myself <laughs> <laughs> no no this answer is not accepted <laughs> i guess my ongoing stepping into and out of wilderness is showing up as myself because like brene has mentioned in the book i also have a tendency to go with the flow of other people and sometimes that leaves you feeling for a lack of better word upset about being unauthentic in a way and that probably also has fragments of vulnerability and shame in there which maybe stem from the fact that i was bullied as a kid and sometimes it's just easier for me to be part of the herd than to be courageous so yeah i have this abstract wilderness of showing up as myself 
Oh, that's a really good point. You know, that's amazing. A lot of us are dealing with this on a daily basis, but to just accept it that yes, this is my wilderness and I have to brave it is an amazing step forward, I think. Yeah, and it kind of makes me feel better that I'm not alone in this. So thank you. Another thing that I think is worth mentioning is the part where Brene writes that at one point in her life, she felt that she was too serious and afraid. It was as if she needed a permission slip to have fun. And so she decided to write one for herself. And she gave herself permission to be excited and goofy and to go have fun. I love this. And I find it so amazing that she continues this practice in her life as a way of setting intentions for her days. So if you were to write yourself a few permission slips, Kyati, what would they say? That is a really good question. I think mine would say permission to live your day on your own terms. What about you? I think I would give myself permission to rest and to be in the moment. Yes, that is such an important permission to give yourself at this point, you know, because everyone is so tired, I feel right now, after the time we have had for the past one and a half years, and it seems like it's never going to end. So yeah, we could all use this permission. Sure, here, take my slip. You can rest, (laughs) Kyati. I also want to take a different direction, you know. And talk about bullshitting. This is the topic that made this book one of my favorites. Because it's so raw and so direct and so personal. And I don't think any book that I have read has talked about this. So let's talk about bullshitting. She says that all of us somehow feel that we are supposed to know about everything. And when someone asks us about something and we don't know it, that's when we resort to bullshit. And for the first time, I realized how much I actually spend my time bullshitting. I mean, somewhere I always knew it, but you know, to analyze it is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is such a positive, on a very positive (laughs) thought. (laughs) I bullshit, but at least I know about it now. (laughs) That could be your Instagram tagline now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it also comes from the fact that we are immigrants in a country that doesn't understand or even tries to understand our culture. And every time someone talks about what's happening in India, you're sort of held accountable to give your opinion. Or even, you know, besides that, like every time something happens around anywhere in the world, everyone is expected to have an opinion on it. Even if, you know, that person has not read anything about it or researched anything about the topic. And that's how bullshit is born. Yeah, that's so true. And I have an example. Just the other day, I went to the beach and there were two people sitting next to me who were discussing every hot topic on the face of the earth right now, from Cuba protests to reproductive rights to China government policies. And I found them partially annoying and partially hilarious because as someone who's overhearing this conversation, I could identify so many gaps and I'm sure there are even more which exist. But the confidence with which these people claimed to know everything about everything, that right there was the definition of bullshit. Yeah, so true. And when you see someone else bullshitting, you're just like laughing to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I know it was very entertaining in some ways. But you know, when you read something like this in a book, like what Brené Brown has talked about bullshitting, and then you analyze it and then you think about it, You're like, damn, this hits home, right? Like, I have been doing that too. I should probably change this or do something about it. 
Yeah, I think we have all done this at some point. And maybe that's why I love reading this book. And this also explains why so many of our group discussions nowadays take a certain route. And we always end up in this debate kind of setting where no one is learning from each other, mostly because most of us are so deeply committed to proving that I know more. Right. And this translates to political debates, Republicans versus Democrats and so on. And, you know, there's this quote in the book that sums up the cause and effect of this bullshitting problem so well. And it goes like this. Once we decide that it makes no sense to try to be true to the facts, we simply resort to be true to ourselves. This, to me, is the birthplace of one of the great bullshit problems of our time. You are either with us or against us argument. Now it's time for brownie points. So I'll give one brownie point to Brene Brown for writing about the struggle of wanting to belong and not fitting in, for writing about the belonging and our human need and craving for it, and for taking out the shame from wanting to not be alone. Yeah, right. I, and in the end, you know, when she talks about how to stop evaluating ourselves constantly, that hit me right in the heart. In this journey of braving my wilderness, I have actually been judging myself very harshly and I needed that reminder to just stop looking for confirmation that I don't belong or confirming my inadequacies that I don't belong. And it's so difficult to do that. It's like a constant battle between your thoughts and sometimes the negative judgmental side wins, but you have to form this positive habit of not letting it win. And for that, I would give this book a huge brownie point. You know, maybe that's why the title of the book is Braving. It's continuous. We have to keep doing it. I'll give Brene Brown another brownie point because she's a Harry Potter fan. I loved her Harry Potter anecdote when talking about collective light and the joy and power for it. I probably will give her many brownie points for this. Yeah, I did understand that part. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Now, before we end this episode, what are you reading right now, Khyati? I'm reading Cast, Origins of Our Discontent by Isabel Wilkerson. It is an amazing book and I'm absolutely enjoying reading it. It is also challenging so many of my set thoughts that I had about the US and the rest of the world. And we're also going to be discussing it soon on our podcast. So I'm super excited about it. What about you? What are you reading right now? I'm reading a collection of personal essays on love called How to Fall in Love with Anyone. And honestly, I just picked it up because the cover looked cute, but her words hit home. The way she has evaluated love from a psychological, economical and emotional point of view, it's just amazing. Oh, that sounds really interesting. I will definitely pick it up. I also just started Appleseed for a book club that I'm in. And this is like a mystery fantasy kind of book set in an apocalyptic world where Yellowstone no longer exists and the US is overrun with water. I've only read 20 pages so far, but it's an interesting concept. That's interesting. You know, I have never read a fantasy novel before. Maybe we should pick up a fantasy book sometime on our podcast. Let's do Harry Potter. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all for today. For our next episode, we are going to discuss Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. We hope you'll be reading with us. And until then, keep listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Brown Girls Read Podcast. 
If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and a comment. You can support us at anchor.fm/browngirlsread/support. Your support will allow us to continue this podcast and bring more episodes to you. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram, Brown Girls Read Pod, and Brown Girls Read One on Twitter. If you have book recommendations for us, you can leave us a comment or message on our social media, and you can also subscribe to us on YouTube for more content.